welcome to an unexpected Broken Clock podcast. Yeah, a and, backup uh, episode, if you will. A backup episode. Other podcasts we were doing, uh, yeah. you know, scheduling conflicts. Right. Which, if yeah. you haven't figured it out, Uncut with Joe Hawks is Broken Clock Productions. So we're kind of doing this together. Same <laughs> people behind Surely the Surely you put that together yeah. right now. <laughs> but, you know, hey, uh, somebody dropped out, so we're just going to do another little bonus episode for you. So you guys get an extra one this week. Absolutely. This is our favorite one to do anyway. So oh, it's a lot more I fun. I mean, yeah, it's definitely more fun. No, it's very enjoyable. Not talking about any <laughs> yeah. depressing shit. Um. But no, I uh, I'm actually glad. It's Sunday night, I feel like is a really good night. That's why you know that was the day of rest for the Lord. That's why, you, that's why you go to church. You gotta sure. reset for it's the not really week a rest, ahead. Though. I've always well, church is not a rest, but for God, it was supposed to be a rest because He was making earth. Yeah, man. Yes, yeah, so He made everybody else work on the seventh know. day. He rested. Yeah, and everybody yeah. else had to go and listen to His stories on the seventh. On day. the seventh day, and don't eat fruit or something. But uh, <laughs> oh, this is a new one. Well, Adam and Eve, you know. Well, you don't eat the forbidden fruit. The forbidden fruit, just that. Yeah, yeah. You can eat fruit, but dude, not the forbidden, forbidden fruit. Dude, I bet that forbidden fruit is so good. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, I mean, some regular fruit <laughs> to just out of this world, <laughs> but some forbidden fruit. You can imagine. dive into what forbidden fruit is. I assume it's pussy. Yeah, I assume, I assume Adam. Too. I assume Adam saw another female, mm. and he was eating that forbidden fruit. That yeah, forbidden ass, fuzzy navel, peach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, no, anyway, Eve is the one that ate the apple. She did, but I mean, first, I mean, could that be like, a, a dong? Adam, Adam, Adam. Yeah, well, a forbidden banana. Like <laughs> she shared the dong with Adam, dude. How he did had to that get his work? hands on it too. I mean, dude, there's only there's one male and one female, so at some point, maybe it's the males wrote the history, and it's easier to blame Eve. It is, but at some that point, bitch. there was some cross contamination between the fruits. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, we're having to base this on if the reality is an actual fruit tree that forbidden mm. fruit is. And our idea is just... <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if there is a forbidden fruit, high V sells that shit. Really? I mean, they sell every kind of fruit you can imagine. Oh, I thought you had like a really expensive fruit or something. Dude, there's there. like $45 <clears throat> fruits there. What fruit? Like jackfruits and... Oh, I just shopped online at High V. It's not the same. No, you got to go in there. They got wild fruits. It's, it's an exotic They have a high, great, great meat counter. One of the best. Okay, yeah, yeah. No. I go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> the sausages they have, the chorizo. I hate. I'm actually. I'm gonna hold myself back. I'm not gonna say another word about it because it is. It is. It is the second it's put on sale, it's gone, and I don't want to spread awareness of this particular meat. You just did. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm hoping people are moving well, past that. <laughs> you have a high V opening. Uh, real Dude, close yeah, to you. right across the street. Yeah, I've been talking it's about been coming a long time. Uh, it's kind of I, bullshit. I, I, when yeah. I moved back to Springfield, I was pumped because that was supposed to be. Dude, that used to be while a homeless I was living camp. here. That yeah, I know. I that was the first place I smoked weed. Actually, was in that forest. In that little forest. Yeah, that forest is there. My I entire remember life. they set up the uh, homeless camp with all the tents and stuff. We're yeah. in there. Yeah. They ran them out, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be a high V now, though. Mm. And uh, yeah, I saw they're paving way now. Finally, so yeah, they're starting to come along. Something. It's yeah. kind of bullshit. Yeah, now mm. it doesn't really benefit me but as much as it would have. Oh yeah, it. Mm. I was always a big uh, harder house guy. I Dude, think high V wins. I'm gonna go ahead and say high V wins. I used to be all, harder house. I grew up thinking harder house was the place for meats, but the last you couple have times to go I to went, the 
right hard pass at the right time. I feel like, it's dude, weird. but they're all, they're all like independently ran almost. No, yeah, they're the opposite now. So, so well, they're not the opposite, but, but they're different. Like, like you can't like get the you, same exactly stuffed peppers. Like at those one. stuffed peppers, you can only get at the Isn't East Gate location. That's such bullshit. There's a specific manager that like he gets to manage the stuffed peppers, and nobody else gets to manage them. And you can't go to Price Cutter. There's the don't. Oh no, babe, compute. it's it's a fucking Anaheim pepper full of cream cheese. It's too yeah, big. It's like these the, are Serranos. These are little tiny Serranos. Oh no, they're the best. Yeah, God, they're good. Wrapped in bacon and cream cheese, and I believe a head country seasoning mixed in. I always thought that we had to go to the Republic Road to get those, but it was they. I've never seen them, them there. They I, sell them at the uh, Sunshine. Yeah, at the Eastgate location. I was always a big timer at the Republic Road. That was my long time right, harder house. Right. So, which is the original me. one? I think it's the Republic Road. Is it? Yeah, because I used to go there and get my little Smokies uh, mm. sampled out. <laughs> Boy, Tradition. <laughs> little Smokies, I tell you. Oh, man, those are great. There's a lot of good ways to cook those things. Obviously, the original is in a crock pot full of barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Or just cold at Harder House. Cold's not bad, but then you've also got the little Smokies and the croissant rolls. Yeah, the croissant, man, those are so good. Pigs <laughs> in a blanket. Yeah. Pigs in a blanket. Those are really good. Mm. Yeah, I did that one time. Just said. Well, you can't beat that. No, and it's so easy. You can't really fuck it up. Oh either. yeah, dude, you dude, have to really try. You almost got like it up. it's. It's actually there's a little bit of skill to that because an act like a croissant roll itself it's is a little kind of, too big. It's a little oh, too you big gotta, for a little smoky. You, you cut them. So you, you, you get to make multiple. You got to split the triangle in half. Yeah. To get the proper length of that, but there's nothing better than a bite-sized little smoky. Mm-hmm. Oh mm. yeah, and it's just that crispy <laughs> fucking that golden brown. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Boy, this is not how That's I expected this episode going. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I would love. You know, they're actually very expensive. You try to buy some little smokies. A little pack of little smokies. Yeah, they they're like uh, a lot more than I thought. They're like eight bucks at high V. Pretty high price. I was expecting three to four for just Dude, little sausages. High V's meat counter, really though. I know. Oh, and they keep have trying all to the bring this up. Setup, like, Dude, uh, what did I get? I got some sesame, some like tuna Dude. skewers. Oh, damn, that's so good. That firecracker corn on the cob. Yeah, and they have all that cool shit. Like the they, firecracker they make up things like firecracker sauce. Yeah, dude, like nothing yeah. I've ever heard of. They have, they have like custom made butter for steaks. Yeah, which I thought was delicious. You guys kind of shit on it for a minute. Yeah, yeah, just because you know it's just I was wanting something to shit on you for. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But I tell you what, these little butter pucks, delicious. Oh yeah. What? Well, that's a season. Yeah, that, that's I, I'll, if you add anything extra butter, it's gonna be delicious. Oh yeah, it was like a garlic and basil kind of thing. Yeah, very. And very you know good. what's a good point to go ahead and make right now? Yeah, I bet a lot of people are thinking High V's probably a place to go get some meat right now. And imagine what we could do for your business <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we put this passion. <laughs> yeah, dude, I tell you what, boy, we sold High V's meat counter. I don't. And think we even put re- down their competition. Oh, yeah, dude, not by choice. I didn't have I, any. Dude, I don't listen, have any skin in that game. Listen. I have been putting down a harder house for a long time because I was born and raised a harder house. Man. Me too. And I didn't want to let that go, but I started going to harder house, and I tell you what, high V, it's high V, hundred yeah. percent. I agree with that. I was I was a holder on to. They have like eight or nine different types of sausages. They're all oh, incredible. Yeah. There's just so much to choose from. You yeah. can't go to hard hard house. They're, they're playing that old role of a. Uh, that old-timey meat counter, but yeah. just whatever I mean, few so cows you have there. on the I w- fucking supply I went supply to Hy-Vee looking specifically for a tri-tip, yeah. and there, the meat counter was so full of other delicious items, I had mm-hmm. to get a, I had to get a tri-tip from the back. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, do you guys just have like a regular tri-tip? He's like, yeah, uh, I'll have to go get you one. <laughs> oh, dude, I went for steak. 
I ended up with the tuna skewers. I had some crab cakes. Ooh, I, I bet those all, are good. Oh, yeah, all sorts of shit that you mm. never planned on because yeah. they have the, the pre-made, like, seasoned stuff, too. It's like, yep. mm, yeah. I will tell you where, where, where Harder House has them beat, and it's on their cowboy grillers. But, again, this is different because the cowboy grillers in Kimberling City I'm specifically talking about were one of the best things I've ever had. But the I got Harder cow- House in Kimberling City? Yes. Yeah. But the, 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 the cowboy griller I got at the Harder House in Springfield was garbage. Mm. I would prefer the high V version. Yeah, of that. well, that is something I learned that uh, – and it's been confirmed that is different ownership, basically. It's at so each harder weird. House. Yeah. So uh, there's no like you do have different. There's standards. no franchise uh, standards really yeah. that apply there, and I and I think that's a real. I think maybe if they. Well, I noticed the one on Republic has a distinct smell of like nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the one, one on Eastgate. Sun- I went last mm-hmm. time. I smelled. So I had a distinct smell of cat piss, and that too. was the last time I, I got meat too. there. It was and and Ben was there with me. I remember because I was running behind, so I had to pick up stuff yeah. from the same one. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh. it was like, dude, it was so weird. It's like that could have been that someone just walked in and pissed themselves, you know? Uh, dude, but do you, is that the kind of place you want to buy meat from? <laughs> <laughs> it's out of their control, but no, yeah. I know it, it, it's, it's just the restaurant for incontinent people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that uh, cowboy griller got to him. All I know is for the, mm. I'm I'm so much about price though. If I'm going to spend the money, Hy-Vee is the place to go. Otherwise, I'll yeah. just go to Walmart, and I'll be happy with Walmart. Walmart, I tell you what, and I feel like this is a, just a, basically a meat store podcast right now, but that the, the grass-fed beef from Walmart mm-hmm. is some of the best meat I've ever had in my life. Oh, I remember that. It is incredible. You could, yeah. Dude, yeah. It just melts in your mouth. Like, you don't even need a fork or knife or anything. You just... Oh, dude, Walmart has good quality. That grass you know, fed, people, people They're even selling Wagyu now, and it's, it's really? incredible. I see. I always I haven't wonder if it's really, really real. You know, like, yeah. I don't... I mean, what makes a Japanese cow Japanese? I think it's the fact that it's in Japanese. They're, they're trying to sell in it out of Rogersville now. I know, but like, uh, did they? Well, I mean, is there a specific genetic? I think it's what they eat. Because uh, yeah. it marbles them in a specific way to where it's just a perfect ratio of. I just don't like fat. seeing like Kobe or Wagyu that's like twenty bucks, and then like the someplace sells it for like two fifty a full like well, four yeah. ounces. Yeah, you know where do you go? You you buy the expensive. If you're gonna buy that shit, you buy the expensive stuff. That's what I assume. But then you have all these knockoff brands coming in saying you're going to be disappointed, and I feel like you could just get a T-bone, you know, a USDA certified, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, Fuck USDA it. certified T-bone. Yeah, because I mean we're not in Japan. I don't know what Japan. I mean, Japan overnight. I I bet that's just a comfortable cow over there. That's what makes but them so delicious. The massaging, and maybe I'm thinking of like Asian massage no, they, parlors. No, they but really <laughs> take care of their cows. <laughs> yeah. over there. Might be a good life to have as a cow. You know, this might be something. I feel like we're talking out our ass right now, so maybe this I is know. I'm we picturing like a massaged cow. I don't think that's the case, though. I don't think they massage Why the cows. You unique. All right. Yeah. What makes it unique? Oh, Schwann's. Yeah, I'm not going to get wide oh, for don't, Schwann's don't either. Don't fucking do that. For Hell sure. no. I'm going to skip as he adds. Wagyu.org.org. Uh, Look at them. They're the association. The American Wagyu. Is that even how you pronounce it, Wagyu? I, I don't see. I don't want to go Wagyu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, Wagyu. The unique fat profile, low and saturated provides. Wagyu beef. Everything you knew about how to cook Wagyu. I, I just want to know well, a little Wagyu. Uh, little cranberry ranch. All right. I feel like this is what yeah. we need to do. The Rob Report. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Dude, how Man. good does that fucking cut of meat look? Mm. 
If you're just listening, we are looking at a perfect ratio of meat and fat. Oh, do they not get to see this? On the listeners, no, they Damn, don't. Damn, sorry, y'all. Yeah, That's dude. A shame. <laughs> I'm, dude, I could eat the hell out of that. I don't want them steak. to cook it. I feel like it's dude, perfect I, right there. I want, I want two minutes on each side, and I just want to eat it raw. Yeah, I want. It, it looks like a clean cut. No uh, parasites. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the hold the, on, hold on, hold on. I go up a little bit. So. All right. It's an extremely oh, fascinating and confusing Heisberg. world. A crowd cow. They're a, like, a, like a butcher box. He spent um, ample time meeting with Japanese slaughterhouse owners and farmers. Okay. So. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He seems to understand it, but let's go down a little bit and see what. There's a lot of information out there that's not accurate, mostly unintentionally. I, I assume Perhaps that's right. some intentionally. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you didn't tell us shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because oh. the prestige associated with Wagyu and the premium price it fetches, a pound can easily oh, run wow. triple digits. Some people throw around. See, they throw the name around. Uh, marketing gimmick. What is Wagyu beef? All right, please. Put, <laughs> Wagyu beef means Japanese cow. Real? That's it. That's what I thought. But then it also says it's but not straightforward just an definition uh, belies. A uh, subject riddled with misinformation. It's a for specific starters. breed of Japanese cattle with special genetic qualities. There are yeah. four breeds native to Japan. Okay, so of those four breeds, one of the breeds is genetically unique, which makes the Wagyu cow. Well, but aren't those four the Wagyu? They say there's four species of Wagyu. So I think there's four species of Japanese cow. Oh, there's okay. only one Wagyu. All right. Uh, okay, so and Wagyu is. Isn't an umbrella term oh. just for any Japanese cow. The luxury version of Wagyu, as we all want on our plates, refers to a specific breed of Japanese cow, uh-huh. which suggests genetic qualities. There are four breeds native to Japan. Of those four breeds, one of the breeds is genetically unique. Okay. Yeah. So you want that Keep one breeding, breed. Because that gets good. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. So uh, it has genetic predisposition to create its crazy marbling, uh, marbling of fat on the inside uh, of muscle tissue. No other livestock does that. Nope. Think of your average piece of steak. Chances are that it'll have a fat cap on its outside, which is true. With Wagyu, the cow metabolizes the fat internally, so it's integrated within the muscle. That's which, why you if see you're that watching, fucking you smooth, saw that. Yeah, that marbling. Mm. Wow. Dude, that must be tough to so, fucking like move around, though. Like, I'm just talking about like the physical attributes of a cow. If you're walking in half, <laughs> your muscle is half fat. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's Maybe delicious the for us. That would keep it like a uh, cushion, the muscle cushion. cushion in there. Perhaps. I don't know. When I eat too much food, it goes to my belly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when they when they eat a lot of food and they get fat, that one breed gets it on the inside of the muscle. Wow, I learned something today. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just a Japanese cow. But what what makes that breed so special? Like, like Dude, that seems like a, something that seems way special. To so there's four Japanese evolutionary cattle. Trait. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what what's the evolutionary trait that does that? Like, what 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 advances that breed by making its muscles fat? <laughs> Damn. You know what I mean? I feel like it's if like, this guy really advantage? wants to say what's everything we wanted to advantage? know, this is their next step. Is it going to tell us? <laughs> See, we're really breaking down Wagyu beef. Yeah. Here. Well, let's see. Uh, okay. The result is really delicious cut that it practically dissolves. Oh, oh man. Mm. Well, that's that's tough to hear when I'm hungry. You barely want to cook it. 
God, how bad would that be? You bring one to a barbecue and some guy just throws it on a hot oh, flame. Oh, fucking roast it. Well done. Yeah, I got <laughs> it for you, bud. That was $200, uh, man. Yeah, and he has the backwards, like, visor, you know, with the sunglasses off. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'll handle that for you, bro. Nice. So you got ribeye, broski. <laughs> Let me throw that on the flame for you. <laughs> Oh. In addition to the loser rating system and divergent cattle farming techniques, the biggest difference between American Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu is that the, uh, the Japanese Wagyu is purebred, whereas American Wagyu is crossbred. Is that what I'm getting at? Oh, wow. You see, when you get into crossbreeding... Dude, but, I mean, they're calling Wagyu Wagyu. So there's obviously a difference between Japanese and... Mm, they're stuffed with Angus. Oh, yeah, you're mixing an <laughs> Angus cow. I've beaten my body weight several times over Who in Japanese. Who are these people that are answering these questions? <laughs> yeah. I've eaten my body weight <laughs> yeah. almost twice over. <laughs> Why Dude, all be? I know is, and all people need to know, I want that steak. is this fucking... So this is all the different cuts, I'm guessing. And I can't really name them out here. Dude, look at this. Look at the Rob report. Cars, yachts, aviation, watches, style. I want to meet this Rob, dude. this dude. guy lives a fucking yeah, lifestyle. He's he talking has about- a website built. Yeah. That's the Rob. <laughs> Man, is there an about him on that real you quick? No. Like, dude, find, this, guy does about not, us. this guy does not not talk about himself. We got to find Yeah, because I need to know if he's just running around in yachts and badass cars and oh man this guy's like a, a blogger and basically food and drink and fine he, he just dining. he had so much content he just had to fucking make a rob report i want to know rob i want to know who well, rob is about us he even got a fashion style grooming <laughs> hold on hold on hold cigars on. um let's see go to go to more subscribe I don't want to subscribe. No, you're to not going to subscribe. Just click that. It's going to take you to the next page. Now, oh, look before at you that. click look at anything, let's you can see just what tell by the way he's wearing these wow. gloves. I guarantee you, this guy does not exist. This guy is so goddamn full of himself. It, it's he's a, insufferable <laughs> to be around. I'm sure. Oh wow. Dude, Luxury without compromise. Who does he think he is that he's going to sell his... Is that a magazine subscription? I guess. You can buy two years for only 140 bucks. If this guy's that impressive, it's I feel like it should be more. It's the same thing as his website. Mm. I don't like this Rob guy. I just want to know like more about him. I, I want a last name. Like, let uh, me, let me. Can we find out who is Rob from Rob Report? Because I want him on the show. I God, wanna, I want to know. Just, who, I want to know. Stop there, but look at that yeah. fucking marbling dude. And I gotta thank him for bringing that yeah. to our attention. But I have. So, I also don't like him. Rob, Rob from. Report. He obviously lives a very classy lifestyle, but he's trying to play it off like he's a badass biker. I don't Dude, like he's that. he's an asshole, I can tell you. Robert no Ross. way. No, that can't be. Are you shitting me? Yes. Are, are, yes, <laughs> it, yeah, is. I think it is. It is. It are is. You? It is. All right. Okay, it makes sense. Look like at this. I prefer yachting and why goofing. Dude, I'd rather eat a dirtbag steak Who was the, from the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was this guy. <laughs> Dude, this I, guy, this guy's got a fucking, mm, yeah, this mm, guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy has a full head of fake ass mm, hair. That's crossbred with Angus. <laughs> yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of, dude, it's all the same picture of this guy. God, I, I couldn't stand smirk, a minute dude. with this fucking guy. God, yeah, we would be in jail. 
Los Angeles native Robert Ross joined Kurt Co. He's from L.A.? Yeah. Look at him. He he's looks like he's native. straight from the fucking royal family. Later helping relaunch Rob Report when Kurt Co. acquired the magazine in 2001. With a lifelong love of old cars and enthusiasm for new ones, oh, he man. also has assumed responsibility for the magazine's automotive content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate to say this, man, because I've, I've not been one to say this phrase, but you know what? This just says it, really. You know, that if the boomer generation had it easy, if Rob Reports can get his own magazine. <laughs> Dude, that I'll, guy? I would question that because I feel like he's an, he's an old influencer, which is really tough to do in today's modern times. I can tell. To be an old dude. still selling magazine subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this stupid motherfucker. He hasn't figured out how to do an online. Like, Look at this. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, how's that beef? You stupid hmm. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you asked, I know everything there is uh, to know about Japanese that he's from L.A. makes him more douchey because oh, he looks yeah. like he's from Britain. Dude, yeah. He does not. He probably speaks with an accent too. Oh, like for some sure. really, like really weird, like L.A. mixed with Prince Charles accent. Dude, yeah, for sure. What a turd! I can't believe I was taking steak advice from this guy. Let's go back to high. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> could you imagine that guy working a grill? No, no, hell, hell no. no. You want to eat anything? He that cooked dude, you. That dude. He just, just gets. He has the waiter. Us beef. He, that dude is the type of guy that has the waiter, like, chop up his, his uh, beef and feed it to him. You know what? Do you think Rob has a bunch of writers that report for him? You think he's I think Robert's a douchebag. So yeah, that I think it's a hundred percent. I'd love him on the show because uh, I have a bone to pick with him for yeah. sure. Yeah, I feel like this guy's not <laughs> going to uh, come on our show. He's way too pretentious. I feel like uh, that offer just came across the table to him, and that's the reaction we got. Hmm. No, yeah, this <laughs> this motherfucker right here. I report no news. <laughs> Disgusting, <laughs> Rob. You've robbed me of my time. And my sanity. Yeah, what were we talking about before this asshole? Why <laughs> the high meat counter? <laughs> yeah, we went on a little meat meat run there. Oh man. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> shit. It's yeah. hard not to, you <laughs> yeah, know. <laughs> got a real roll there. I yeah. gotta get this guy off off the grid here, man. I can't yeah, it's, I'm really having anymore. a distracting moment right Dude, now. Dude, it looks like that he's just judging should, on us. I gotta he get is him off judging the on us. It's as if he uh, can hear our podcast. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's not gonna there, land, fellas. If you're out there, Rob, dude, just do us a favor and fuck off. All right. How do they subscribe to your magazine? <laughs> yeah. 180 bucks for. What two do you years? mean they just click a button and subscribe? But <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if I had limited money, I probably would subscribe just to make fun of the guy. I would like a Rob Report magazine right here. Mm, yeah, just to see. You know, I feel like you gotta. I mean. You have to be uh, living a certain life to even find. I mean, how do we find the Rob Report? Yeah, I don't. He's, he's doing better than us. I can tell you that. But somehow, that dude somehow. has eaten his body weight in. Yeah, see, Japanese. I don't like that. That was the guy answering the question. I don't believe it. He looks like a vegetarian to me. Yeah, he looks like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a pussy ass bitch. I was being nice about it. Yeah, yeah. no, he <laughs> no, looks no, like a, a pussy ass bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> let's just say it, Rob. Look, uh, Rob, here's the problem. His name's Robbie Ross or whatever, was it? Oh, I don't even know. I'm not even gonna <laughs> Robbie <up>. Ross. <laughs> yeah. The Rob Report is enough for me. The Rob Report. Wow. What a turd. It's not even like a drudge, drudge report. No. That'd be I'd much rather okay. read the drudge Absolutely. report. Absolutely. 
think I want to take advice about steaks <laughs> from fucking Rob. I mean, ah, God, he's just we got to get on a whole different path. There's a million articles on Wagyu beef, and we chose the douchiest one we possibly Yeah, have. and it's gotten us stuck on it right now. I'm having trouble moving on. Dude, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little disappointed that we, we settled uh, on Rob. Dude, I'm, I'm disappointed by the publicity that we're giving our listeners. Their lack yeah, we've, we've uh, people are gonna look them up now. They already have because we've looked them up. I hope when people are sitting down, they just clicks in their mind while they're eating their goddamn high V steak. That they Man. say, you know what? Maybe it's because I listened to that little clip. I just I'm just telling y'all right now. I could go for a white goose steak <laughs> right now. I'm telling you, white Walmart has a white goose steak. Oh, but you know, it's gotta be is that, that crossbred with some Angus. It yeah. can't be. It cannot be. I don't know. Walmart does. I yeah. I just those steaks though. You super can't easy say you got a wagyu and from Walmart. Just doesn't work. Yeah. It's, even if it is the same, yeah. it's one of those rules where. Dude, it's even like, if, yeah, even if it's the same, you gotta. It's, like, it's kind of like you get it? Yeah. I got a Walmart. Oh well. It's like going in like our conversation the other night. It's like the Abercrombie and Fitch, and it's like, did you get that at the mall or no? I got it at a what's that place? Uh, Plato's Closet. No, you don't want to say oh, Plato's Closet. No, you we got it at the mall. <laughs> My dad buying the boxes of Abercrombie. Oh, no, I know that part, but I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, like, it's the same concept of, like, you know, you don't want to tell people you got the Wagyu at Walmart. They're going to yeah. go, Secondhand. Nah, it secondhand real. Wagyu. Not, yeah, that's not real Wagyu. Boy, I could use a good old steak right now. I could use some pigs in a blanket. That, too. Mm. That's what started this whole thing off. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, now I, I feel I like there's more to it. motherfucker. Yeah, you know, I like to have enemies out there. He doesn't even have a podcast. He's so behind that it's working for him. Bullshit. I bet this guy has a podcast. I'm going to look it up. Oh, I hope he does. What's I gotta his, hear his what is voice. His last name? I don't know. Just Rob from Rob Report. I'm gonna. I'll look, look him up. Yeah, look it up. See if he has a podcast. To get back with me. Yeah, I will. I'll put. I'll, I'll blast. To, I'll blast his first episode that comes up because this guy, I just know his most pretentious voice. Oh, dude, I ha- I have to imagine he does a gay little fucking accent. Robert Ross is his name. Robert, Rob Rob Ross. Ross. So yeah. it was Robbie Ross. Yeah. Intro though for that website is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that I know, yuck. right? <laughs> he's oh, so hold on, company profile. That's what we were looking for, dude. Earlier. If he doesn't have a podcast, he's just fucking missing out. Rob Report is the leading voice in global luxury oh? market. Its discerning audience around the world has a shared appreciation and desire for quality, exclusivity, heritage, taste, and fine design. It is the brand the most successful people rely on to discover the ideas, opinions, products, and experiences that will matter most to them. Rob Reports is synonymous with affluence, luxury, and the best of the best. What a pretentious Dude, asshole. this guy sucks ass. <laughs> I am the gift of God. I know he talks like this. He has to. <laughs> All right. Um, it appears... Sportico is owned, and Variety Magazine are all part of the same ownership of the Rob Report crew. Uh, Rob Ross podcast. Rob, I'm looking up on all, all podcasts. This seems like the kind of guy that would be on top of this shit. I feel like he still does a, a flyer. Yeah, he is selling magazines. Yeah, I think so. he does a monthly flyer. Like a Limbaugh letter. All right, Nomad Business and Lifestyle, Doomer at Large. These are all Robert Ross. Oh, no. How much does beach real estate cost in Ecuador? That can't be the same guy. $30,000 to start your beach bar in paradise? (laughs) No, that can't be. I don't know. This guy's talking a lot about luxury here. Obtaining residency in Ecuador. This this guy's fucking working for the board of... (laughs) What? 
This guy's working for the Board of Tourism in Ecuador. Galapagos, the insider's guide to uh, uh, vacations, surf, and investment. I don't see him as existing. Oh, no. We're, we're, we're bringing this up. One, you just give me one second. Here. I just need to hear a clip of him. There we go. Here's a clip. Is that the guy? Is that our guy? Dude, that's not the. <laughs> that is not the guy. Are you sure, he has white goofy hair. I. Uh, that is a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Robert Ross. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, that's different. Huh? <laughs> that's that's. that's I, him. <laughs> dude, it could be. Honestly, that was some wacky ass hair. Can you uh, zoom in on that? Hold on. Let me. Uh, let me just see if that's a. Uh, says who from Ross slash Madrid group. I don't think that's the same Ross. Nope. Yep. It's him. <laughs> Rob report. <laughs> <That's him. laughs> He's a maniac. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Building a dream business around cars with Robert Ross is the name. All right. Boy, it's hyping up for something badass. And this guy's is this is on YouTube. You looked up Robert Ross. Yeah, I Googled it, and that's what it popped up. But, yeah, Robert Ross. Uh, as Bob Ross. That could be confusing. Robert Ross, business cars. Google should bring that up. I can even send you a link. That could work. Oh, I found him. Oh, is this really this build that's a dream now. business around cars? Yeah. I just want to hear him talk. We'll get to that point. Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,205. I kind of try to live my life and do my business the same way I drive. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful Canoga Park, California, Robert Ross. Hey, Robert, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am, Mark, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Robert Ross is the managing partner at Ross Madrid Group, a Los Angeles creative agency. He is also an editorial consultant and contributor to the automotive division of The Rob Report. Ross Madrid Group helps luxury brand clients in a variety of product segments, including automotive, general aviation, consumer electronics, jewelry, wine and spirits, and financial service segments. Robert Ross launched his publishing career in 1989. And from 2001 to present, he's worked with The Rob Report, regularly covering new sports cars, luxury vehicles, and has a passion for tribal art, early music, century-old master engraving eclipses all others. You are a man of all talents. 
Robert's a native of oh, yeah, wonderful yeah, automobiles. Right. Well, thanks for that uh, that introduction. It was certainly a little long in the tooth, but uh, yeah. as one gets older, yeah. one acquires more interests, Mark. And uh, throughout yeah. life, it's amazing how many uh, how many discoveries you can make and how many things you kind of pile into your portfolio of passions. Absolutely. For me, everything from art to music to cars to bikes to well, people ultimately, because that's that's what made the whole car hobby so exciting. It really has remained a hobby for me even though I've been able to cultivate some of it as a business proper. But uh, I got into the car business really through magazines, something you alluded to earlier. And, uh, and of course, I got into the magazine business through design. So for me, there, were, there was a, a set of stepping stones that sort of connected all the dots. But the, the car business, so to speak, both through editorial and then later on through uh, you know, our, our creative agency, kind of connected all the, all the dots the passions, the the experience, and the oh, and the knowledge God. that you acquire over over a period of years. Well, I'm excited to talk with you, and you know, I get to talk with my guests a little bit before we start these shows. And I told Robert I worked in the creative field for about ten years, so way long ago, and so we had a lot to talk about. I love the work that his studio and his group does. I mean, they're really, really great group of people. And of course, when I was at the Quail this past summer, I got to see you drive a beautiful Lamborghini 400 GT across the awards stage. Congratulations for that. Before we get into the questions, tell me a little bit about that car, because that thing is just a little gem. Well, th- thanks. Thanks for that, Mark. You know, it's a it's a it's a small world, and you do seem to uh, encounter all uh, all your friends, old and new, at uh, at an, at at some of these high profile car events. The yes. Quail was a real uh, a real honor for us. Actually, it's a this old car has been one of my favorites that I've been uh, been living with since uh, since around 2002, and has gone through a ground up restoration. And then what what really inspired me in the, in the course of the initial restoration was um, was the the research that uh, I undertook to really learn more and more about the earliest Lamborghini GTs—that's a whole different uh, podcast. We could we could go on for hours about some of the discoveries that we've made, and 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 I think some of the some of the advancements and the the knowledge about the history of the cars that uh, that I've been able to uh, compile just in some of the deep research that I have done. But uh, again, the love affair started uh, in many ways uh, as as a as a youngster. I think as as so many automotive of uh, passions do. You, you see these things uh, before you're fully formed, but they have a way of sticking with you for decades sometimes. And, uh, and that's 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 the way it was with that particular car. I, I saw the first one at Bob Estes' dealership in uh, in uh, Los Angeles on Wilshire Boulevard when I was about 12 years old. And uh, in fact, I have a picture of myself leaning up against the fender. I used to leave those cars out on the open lot uh, day in and day out back then. And uh, sure enough, uh, decades later, I was finally to acquire one. <laughs> wow, a dream come true. Well, you know, you've intrigued me a little bit. And, and before I ask yeah, you this first really question, this what's the most interesting thing you discovered in all this research legend. about that? Because the <laughs> Lamborghini, those, those early cars, the first Lamborghini cars, the 300 GT, then the 400 GTs, I mean, those were the beginning of what people see as Lamborghini today. What's the one most unique thing you discovered? Well, certainly the 350s and 400s is essentially the same car. They were all Carrozzi Touring bodied cars and uh, followed with the Marazzi bodied uh, Islero. Those, uh, those uh, again, predated the Mira, which is the uh, you know the, the shining star of early Lamborghini's portfolio. But uh, the earliest cars were really the most, uh, I think, pure and elemental, and they sort of expressed the 
the real essence of uh, of the Lamborghini vision. Some of the discoveries that I made were both technical and, uh, in many ways, not surprising. That there is no such thing as a uh, correct and perfect and prototypical example uh, out of circa 400 uh, two and four seat cars produced. Uh, almost every one of them is different. And also, what I learned is that looking back on the uh, the literature, so much of what's recorded is not necessarily correct, factually. Uh, comparing build sheets and, and hard data on these cars has allowed us to discover that, uh, well, uh, not everything that was written down in the past is necessarily the way it really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's a very interesting you say that. I got to spend three days at, at the Ferrari factory, and I went into their archives as part of their cliente services and got to look at some of the notes, uh, particularly of some F1 race cars is the reason I was there. And it was amazing when you see what people were writing down, but this was all just handwritten. So, yeah, somebody can forget something or not write it right, and then it's transcribed, and then it becomes something else. So uh, the fish story grows, right? It is. That's how you end up with uh, two cars uh, bearing the same serial number or, uh, you know, multiple engines and all the other kinds of uh, little secrets that uh, sometimes don't uh, don't get out of the closet. Absolutely. Very interesting. Uh, maybe we should have you come back and we'll do a whole Lamborghini uh, uh, 400 GT yeah, show sometime. I, I think oh, boy, would, I'd love that. That'd be fun. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. That's a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on Cars, yeah? So, Robert, take the wheel. Well, you know, Mark, I, I actually gave that some thought when I saw your question initially, and I'm not so sure I had one, so I came up with one. Perfect. I started thinking, well, what, what is this sort of general rule? Is there something that really, really obtains across the board, you know, both uh, car-wise and otherwise? And I thought, I kind of try to live my life and do my business the same way I drive. In other words, I display good manners, I stay alert for opportunities, and I always use my turn signals. I, I think that uh, if, you, if you do those things, you're probably going to make friends and you're probably going to uh, uh, discover a lot of great things. You know, I love this. This is a unique answer. Now, the next part of this is how do you incorporate that into your business? I, I can see some metaphors here, maybe. Well, you, you know, kind of expanding on that, I, I, I think uh, whether you're considering the big picture, which is life itself, or, or just the cars that you collect, I think the secret is... Is, you know, don't follow trends. Start your own. And uh, sometimes you may be going down a cul-de-sac or what seems like a dead-end road, but you can be assured that you're not going to be a follower. You're going to be a leader. Even if you turn around and behind you, nobody's following. And that's okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Well, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about a passion for cars. You talk about that great photo you have leaning against that Lamborghini back there in Los Angeles when you were a teenager. Is there a pivotal moment in your life, though, you knew that cars were going to be a part of your life from that point forward? Well, I, I certainly think, you know, the early teenage years are, are, are where it all happens. I mean, the uh, uh, but but even before that, it starts, you know, in my case with dad's cars. I mean, we, we were not an affluent uh, little family, but uh, I remember um, as a six-year-old, my dad had a TR3. And, of course, I couldn't hit the pedals, but I could darn near, I could turn that wheel with a little bit of help. So I remember him coming home from work and me jumping in the front seat on his lap and and I'd, I'd steer a couple of blocks all the way home with with a good deal of help from him 
Uh, after that bucket. came a you know Jag 3.8 Mark II, and then Man, finally, finally back in oh about '66, he bought a new Porsche, and boy, just like uh, just like his son, could never really afford it, but he did it, and that got the wheels spinning. In fact, that's why we were down at uh, SD Zipper because they were also a Porsche dealer, not just a Lamborghini dealer back in the in the mid '60s. So I think it was uh, I think it was those cars watching him, you know, or helping him as much as as he'd let me, you know sort those Solex carbs out on a Saturday morning because they would never sync up right on those uh, on those early Porsches. Uh, and then, of course, you know, my first car kind of set the stage. It was a little BMW 1600. I bought it when I was 15 and a half years old, and I think it cost me all $1,200. And uh, that was, uh, again, a car that uh, was certainly not a trendy car. I wasn't following tradition there because back in that time, nobody knew, knew what those were. But it really set the stage for a passion, not just uh, uh, for BMWs, but uh, but for cars in general. Very cool. The old 1600, yeah, precursors to the, the TIIs, the 2002s. Uh, That's little, right. Kind of little boxy cars, but they're really cool. Uh, neat designs. I have a good buddy who's uh, restoring right now a Tiza. The old mm-hmm. Tiza, remember those cars? Yeah, sure. one, they never sure. imported them here, but he found a cool one. Shout out to Bill. He's always finding unique authentic things to restore so very cool well let's take a look at some of the road you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure the reason i like to get into this is because it these things teach us really valuable lessons and if we approach them right we learn from those lessons and move on and maybe by sharing that we can help somebody who's uh, going through the same thing so kind of walk us through one of those uh momentous things in your life and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward that's you know, I, I sort of look back on my, my so-called no, career yeah. and uh, imagine that uh, today young folks are faced with a number of challenges that uh, you know guys my age never had to uh, had to face. But still, the fundamentals are the same. And the fundamental really is that you can always sort of invent something great out of the ingredients you have. And I literally reinvented my uh, my career or, or invented it from uh, some rather uh, unlikely beginnings. Um, I went to college and uh, and studied art, fine art, painting. That was actually what I did for four years at UC Santa Barbara and had a great a, a great time of it. Uh, met some wonderful people, some great thinkers, artists, philosophers, inventors, Buckminster Fuller, people of that nature that really inspired me when I was a, a teenager in college. And, uh, of course, I graduated uh, in 1976 with a prestigious degree, and that plus a dime would have gotten me a very bad cup of coffee back in that era <laughs> yeah. uh, because an art degree is uh, is probably about the last thing someone wants to have to use to leverage a career like so many over $250,000 that should cover a week long uh not much I'm trying to think of what I was going there with uh creativity like a think tank, like a, yeah, like a little creative getaway. You want like a two week think tank? Yeah, I can't wait to the day to be able to have, take a creative getaway. Like a, I would love to charge people for a think tank. Be like, hey, just to be like, hey, you we turn in our cell phones. We're you? going to just uh, like a fucking resort. We're going to meet a, with a bunch of people. They're there. That could be the new industry. Turn it exists. Well, I know, but like, what we could we could be like, hey, if you want to hear what we think, you come to our seminar, and we just like. Bounce ideas off of their dumbass ideas, <laughs> but we charge them, <laughs> and then it's just like we're just telling them what we think about it. <laughs> okay, we've come full circle now. We are doing now the, we are the Rob seminars. Ross. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey there, folks. How you doing? Are you ready to invest in your life? <laughs> we got the, the headphone yeah. and the microphone going. <laughs> Feeling sad. Don't feel sad anymore. Yeah. Take out that wallet and let's see that thing double. <laughs> Take out that wallet and re-erect. <laughs> your wife's tits looking awful saggy. <laughs> Here in three weeks, they're going to be both. Huge. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> like the big old wallet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I would be a great seminar giver, honestly. You know, I could go and give a seminar. Yeah. It could be about, uh, you know, I, I often imagine myself doing things like that. Like, it could be about scuba diving. I could go give a seminar. I hope we get diving. to the point someday where, even if it's I'd not like real. I'd like to be able to. Like, we just, we just have, like, almost like the Facebook Live thing, but like a real life in-person thing like oh absolutely like we go to comic-con or something and then be like hey. you no know we yeah we should i'll try to integrate that with our because we are big art buffs you know yeah 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 we, we walk sometimes i'll let you finish your thought <laughs> well i was trying to make it into a uh i don't know where i was going with it per se but i was trying to lure it into like having an event where we can basically just see how long we can keep the people buying into our shit well, I just think yeah. that if we made it to a certain point, people would just want to come and pay tickets to just to hear us, almost like a roast, like we were talking the other day, like the Tim Dillon thing. Like if you're yeah. such a big fan, like people want like to come and they get your advice. So we do like a Comic Con like panel type situation <laughs> where people come and ask us to. <laughs> what if there was some value in these guys? Or their their opinions come from no expert opinion. It's just a just a plain goddamn Joe. fucking. Hey, so, you want to start this off like a Delilah episode? That's exactly Delilah. what I'm talking about. Yes. People call in, or, or, or they're there, yeah. and we give them advice on that exact situation. So we're exactly. doing the Delilah we, thing. We're doing the Delilah, but like, but the reason people call us is because you can go to that guy, but you know he has all those interests and ties and all blah, blah, blah. But yeah. these are just some guys that... They are coming from <laughs> literally nowhere with their knowledge. They just are going to shoot maybe, it to you straight. Maybe somebody stumps us, and we give old Rob Ross a call. Oh, <laughs> yeah, our power broker. Yeah, that, you are going to call our power broker. broker. You know he's a power He thinks broker. he's a power broker for sure. I, dude, that dude has eaten his body weight. More. Anybody that's eaten their weight in, yeah. and, and Wagyu is a certified <laughs> Fucking power broker. We don't even know that he's not Microsoft <laughs> Sam's dogs. We got a still image. <laughs> I will say though that what I saw from him online is is not compelling. <laughs> no, I don't think that guy knows a good steak. I don't know. I, anybody that eats a waiku can obviously say it's a good steak. Yeah, like, you're I not going to eat that and be like, eh, it was he shit." Probably, he looks like he also fucking eats a couple sweaty ass cheeks in the gym bathroom too, and he probably thinks <laughs> yeah, that's some great does. waiku beef. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The way the muscle <laughs> and the fat transcends. <laughs> I'm sure, Rob, you're uh, very comfortable in your own skin, and I'm happy for you. But I do think a broken clock seminar would be just what the doctor ordered. I oh, think you know, we that could, guy uh, goes to a restaurant. I just want to be that guy. Let me have a Diablo sandwich of Dr. Mm. Pepper. Make it fast. I'm in a <laughs> goddamn <laughs> hurry. <laughs> Sorry, I was just working it. Oh, man. Uh, Ah, he does not talk with that authority. No, dude, that's that's Rob, uh, man. that's Rob, that's uh, Jackie Gleason, and he talks with full mm -hmm. authority, mm -hmm. and you will have that. Yeah, I, you know, I think we can get him on. I think let's just start with that. Let's let's dude, let's sing I, I on know that. we can get him on because this guy, this guy doesn't even have a nice video phone, podcast. Phone, yeah, and we'll, we'll. I'm gonna work on it this because we can actually provide him more views than he can provide us. Apparently, exactly. Maybe we some have leverage subscriptions. Maybe we get a free subscription out of the deal, dude. Yeah, we'll put the TV. <laughs> That'd be up great. Here. Actually, we'll do a little, little zoom with him. I would love to fucking swift through some magazines with Rob. 
Oh, yeah. I bet he's a big uh, limo He better pull guy. into his Lamborghini because they're going to take the cameras outside. I don't think he's coming here. That's true. You keep you saying said, yeah, he's yeah. coming <laughs> here. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think he's going to be a person. I think best case we get him on the phone. So, <laughs> Maybe uh, we get him on Skype. You're going to buy the plane ticket. You're going to come here, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you're also on, on the hook for your own hotel. I want to <laughs> see the Lambo in the background. I'd like Dude, to see yeah. the Lambo. I think the only, I think best case, best case scenario, we get to Skype on a video. You know what pissed me off? If he Skypes in, he's just a still image of himself. Dude, just like that video. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he Skypes in. It's yeah. just a, hi, guys. <laughs> hey, what the fuck is this? Hey, fuck you, Rob. Yeah. I paid for you to be on this I podcast. I didn't pay anything <laughs> for you to be on this podcast. I expect a certain level of respect. <laughs> if, if we start getting issues with Rob of Rob Report... And the Dude, other guests okay, that are canceling on us. We Joe, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I can't think of a better person to have a beef with, an online beef, Absolutely. than with Rob Ross, the luxury expert. Yeah, he has to go find a podcast to get on Dude, to even shoot back at us. Yeah, we have a spot in Palm Springs. I bet he doesn't have that. Oh, yeah, we do now. Oh, yeah. We no, do. trust me. I've already looked up how much it's going to cost to send this podcast equipment. Good. We're doing that shit. Absolutely. We're doing that shit at the pool in Palm Springs. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, we're, we're doing a week straight I'm of live ep- We could do live episodes from. Oh, dude. Yeah, mm. we're going to take advantage of Palm Springs. Fuck the, yeah. Yeah. End of, end of, end of July. Is probably when thinking. we take off. Yeah. Probably get that in the hands of Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe, you want to, Joe Rogan, you want to come down here? <laughs> hey, check it out. We got this cool little pool podcast <laughs> Look, thing I, going. You can, uh, your small time gig here's a little, uh, you might want to upgrade up here to Hey, Palm Blanket, Spring. get your ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Conrad Hilton. <laughs> Is he the father yeah, of used to, to paraphernalia to the, the Hilton mm, fortune. Mm, mm. We could fuck in theory. I would. I could I could do some kunai's in my I life. I mean, not like a Those night, I'd happy put, with her, but. If, okay, look. If I ever fucked. <laughs> If I ever fuck Ferris Hilton, I would buy night vision goggles <laughs> <laughs> just to see her in the, in the, the youth of my eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. Uh, I don't think I fuck her any other way. That's uh, the, the only night way vision. I picture. Yeah, you know, I still to this day, you mentioned Paris Hilton. I just see. I see. I see those year old Paris Hilton. I see, yeah. I see Hate those. to say that I even have it down to like the goddamn age she was, but I was like thirteen when that came Dude, out. Yeah, so that was she pretty was big. Doing, that was like, a big moment for she was a male. Doing the, what was that? Um, show she was doing oh that country one where yeah it was her and simple uh, simple life. simple life yeah yeah her and that other her uh, and chick. nikki uh lionel richie's uh daughter. nicole richie nicole richie yeah yeah and they really pl- overplayed just how dumb they were it's yeah. just like really ridiculous. well that probably really didn't set them up too well for life no and it's like really to kind of just detrimental it's to sad. women in general yeah. like yeah. why did but that was a high to reality tv though like that i enjoyed really the show i, I never enjoyed watched watching it. them watched really it, they were hot as fuck. I know yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you got, you know, and you saw that. And it was, it was really one of the worst porns uh, that ever came out. But still. Dude, but that's not made, stopping it, me from no, it talking to dad and having her come over for oh, dinner. Oh, talking to your dad. Yeah. Oh. Conrad. I'm going to talk to Conrad. Okay. I'm say, hey, was Paris available? I this just want to get a percentage of the Hilton fund. Uh, yeah. Well, some people want money. Some people want experiences. I'm the type of guy that wants experiences. <laughs> you enjoy the herpes. I, I, want, <laughs> I want a night vision fuck with Paris Hilton. <laughs> I, I would definitely take that, too. Because I don't I mean. It's just, you know, there's some things that are you special. You could take them off if you wanted. Yeah. I guess, and then experience the real thing. But I guess then, that would still be special. 
I think you. I think. I mean, when you get I out to like, when you get out to LA, look, I think you're gonna once as soon as you touch down out there, you're gonna automatically just feel in the air that everybody's fucked there Paris. There's <laughs> no way to fuck Paris Hilton without the option of night vision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you could take the night vision off, but you could put them back on. I'd probably wear them. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, because again, childhood dream. Like, how many times I watched that video? You know, to be honest with you, it's never really sad. I think most of the time I was wishing there wasn't night vision in that video. <laughs> no, 100%, but now that I'm in a position, if I get her in person, I'm really going to just piss myself yeah, off. Yeah, but with you've the... been getting off to for years in that night vision. Do you think you'd be able to do it? I don't it? know that the night vision never did it for me. It's all you got, though. No, they they turned the lights on eventually. Then it was that fucking uh, there zoomed out. And they're yeah, on the it's bed that bullshit fuck. angle. <laughs> nobody liked. Nobody. Well, get, okay, well it's that. It's that or the night vision uh, suck. Yeah, and which did you get off to? The night you know vision what, to suck. To be honest with you, no, I don't <laughs> Actually, think so. I'll be honest with you, I didn't get off to any uh, of it. Yeah, I, I I think that it was more. Of I a, wanted to. Uh, yeah, I watched. I tried it, a lot. And I, I tried what. real hard to get off to it. So <laughs> I want. Yeah, mm. damn. What the so fuck maybe are we, not, uh, dude? What are we <laughs> posting this shit? God damn it! You no, know, we're talking about this is what every guy in America is talking about. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you there, know, there it is. There you it is. Know, yeah. th- I'm telling you, every guy has thought about this. If you had the I opportunity hope, to, I to hope fuck. deep down you all go. We thought about it too, dude. You know, because we're uploading this yeah. shit. And oh I, yeah, I just dude, realized. Yeah. I think it, it got to the red point of you asking me which part I fucking got off to <laughs> yeah. is when I realized this podcast is off the rails and I want to go home. <laughs> I'm just saying. Say I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> I came at the. What I do in my private time? <laughs> I came to the unfocused of- part. <laughs> then it's like what's the worst part you know it's like yeah no you know celebrity (laughs) celebrity porn is (laughs) dude i'm already thinking in my head of the title i'm gonna give this oh god i don't even want to see i don't even want to see the title it's like god damn it Night vision, uh, yes or no? Just no. It's just, it's just the goddamn question. It's just I I, but it's a legitimate I, someone's question, gonna loop that up to me, and it's gonna be like the time that Russell asked you. Know, I think like, that's a legitimate well, question. We gotta have though. the context. That was a podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that if any the any, legitimate um, question, any red blooded guy, whether they've been asked or not, raise our hands in honesty and say none of us did. I would say, yeah, I know I didn't. Yeah, we found that like heatherdeepthroat.com after that. Dude, yeah, her. no, you had to search. You had to search for that particular video. Once you found it, you realize there's better shit out there. Right, right. And right. so, but I'm just asking in that situation. <laughs> I mean, you only get to fuck Paris Hilton once, right? Oh, dude, I'd absolutely. Uh, Would you do it for the nostalgia's sake to throw the night vision on? Just I mean, to have if him there. If it was there, absolutely, yeah. for the experience. More would, so, though, I'm doing it because I can't wait to tell the story of right. doing it. But also, it's not imagine for me, you, t- it's imagine for you else. sitting there at the golf course and saying, fuck Paris Hilton, and hell yeah, I had night vision goggles. Oh, that would be great. That yeah. would be great. You'd be a hero, dude. And I, uh, you know, she's still super fucking hot. Yeah, it hasn't changed know? a bit. Remember back then, too, she was doing the Hardys commercials where she was, like, dancing oh. They're just she, she really the went, hottest chicks in the she world. She did the full flexed. Give her credit. She went with the porn tape. First. Dude, she she had a she had no fame. She had a thick burger cum shot. <laughs> like yeah. she was licking oh, that shit dude, up. Yeah, 
and that was after we all seen her liquor up some fucking right. So we knew it was accurate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we knew. Well, we knew. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't a night vision though. So Dude, I like the I, guy honestly, I, I I honestly would have gotten off more than to the thick burger than I would have <laughs> to the to the night vision sex yeah. tape. <laughs> and then it always hit me though the fact that she's eating like a big old greasy thick burger, just like oh. Uh, but also, you know yeah. what hits me is um. The guy that did that video with her was just like some fucking poker player, professional poker player. Was it Brazilian? Was it the Dan guy? The, uh, I think it was. Was it really? Uh, hold on, I'll look it up. It was, uh, He's a traveling poker player, dude. It's probably He's gotten that, a lot of trouble. That Dan Brazilian Brazilian guy? Is it really? I don't know. I I, I hope not because that guy has a too bad ass of life to really throw this on it on top. What guy was in One Night in Paris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking oh, about the Oh, Rick v- Salomon. What did he do? He was the poker player that fucked Paris up oh, in the video. Okay. He's, he's the guy that's in the porn. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a professional poker player on the American whatever. That's how his claim to fame was. So he just got to make a video. She got famous, got on Hardy's with it. And then she decided to be a dumb, uh, a dumb blonde as her role. You know? Fuck. All right. She couldn't really have done anything to fail in life, and she still chose to disappoint her father. Yeah. Like, that's a fucked up kind of situation, if you ask me. Is it av- avoidable? Uh, you I know, feel like you don't have to become, like, that much I think she really pushed whore. the limits. Like, yeah. you were an international whore at that point. Yeah, and then you're pretending, you're making yourself dumber, yeah. Conrad probably just, just use a talk. A couple of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> oh, have we gone on long enough? Yeah, we're about hitting we an hour. We're God good. damn it. Oh, I'm so ashamed. This hey, is let uploaded. us know. Smash that like button. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the channel. Share it. Yeah, uh, comment whether or not you'd fuck uh, Paris Hilton with with uh, with uh, night vision or not. And we know you will. And uh, for real, though, subscribe, share comment tell us we're doing something or tell us to fuck off i would really yeah. appreciate it fuck just off any amount of feedback yeah would be great uh get lost because we're just going to sh- this shit out yeah. and it'll be really yeah. fun so i won't stop until you tell me to stop i probably won't even stop then because this is from us it's not so much yeah, for them. but at least i know that okay there's at least i know stop. i'm pissing people off yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah you know at least you know, it's uh, yeah, well, yeah i can record them and not put them on facebook 100 yeah yeah i think howard stern did something like that i don't know well that guy turned out pretty well so yeah so yeah. He was for a while. He was a great 9-11 reporter. Was he? I never felt about He was the man on 9-11. Was he there? No, but he's the only like radio guy that stayed on. Like he had the most no, he had the no most ship? dude, you gotta look this up like immediately when we're done with this. All right. Um Yeah, we do enough 9-11 content. Yeah, I will look it up. We're gonna get Actually, off. I think Everybody go about. check out the Howard Stern because you'll have a appreciation for him after that. Yeah. Anyway, Let's call that good. Thank you. Yep. Later. See you next week. Keeps ticking like a metronome And my thoughts keep telling me to get me home And my balls keep telling me to let me out Fuck all that shit, just let me go Owers and tastemakers make us no chaser Gets the blood flowing like a fucking pacemaker Cut the middle man and inhale the vapors Madman, huh? old ten time drapers Cut the jukebox on, make the woofers blow We gon' sit here until all them heifers go